Welcome back to Agent Investor, inspiring stories of active agents investing in real estate and building passive income. In a business where potential deals are all around you, why not leverage your skills to invest for yourself, your family, and your future? And now, let's jump into the latest episode of Agent Investor. All right, welcome back, guys, to the Agent Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Caffarella. Got my first guest ever out of Green Bay, Wisconsin, Terry Hoffman. Terry, how's it going? Great. How are you? I'm, I'm doing very well. And like I said, I apologize. Um, my um, my camera's not working today, so we're going to have to do this off my phone. But technology is good enough where I think we can we can pull this off. Yeah, no problem. Totally cool. Good. So um, what I usually kind of like to start with, like if, before we jumped on, is kind of like your background story, how you got involved in real estate, what you've been, you know, doing so far in your career, if you can kind of give us like a, a, a high level recap. Yeah, sure. So I started in real estate in 2000, the end of 2012, and had wanted to get in real estate for many years, but I kept on, you know, starting and stopping because my kids were young and as soon as they were high school. So got involved in real estate, loved it. Um, started in Appleton, Green Bay area, had a a small team and we were together for, um, but just until this past year. And then we did um, separate and both are starting our own teams now, but yeah, had some good success and really, really love, love real estate. Cool. So you still have a team today. Is that right? Yeah. And just recently I hired an admin assistant and took on my first team member, a brand new agent. She's just starting out. Awesome. Yeah. So you, You've been doing this for 10 years on the on the retail, traditional retail side. You're with who? Colwell Banker, I think I saw. Yes, Colwell Banker. And did you start your career there? I did. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So you're a lifer, which we don't see too much of anymore. But tell us, like, obviously, you're starting in 2012, 2013. Did you, you know, jump off to a lot of success, like, right out of the gate? Um, was it a slow climb? Kind of slowly. I think the first year was decent. I had probably about nine sales, maybe 10 sales. So slow, but okay. And then every year I almost pretty much doubled. And then this past year, of course, I think everybody had a great year. So this past year was really amazing. Like probably my, you know, by far my best year. (laughs) I'm um, not a huge numbers person. So I usually don't know my numbers, but I measure it by how much I made that year, basically. Not not by number of transactions. I think I did maybe 34 to 35 transactions last year. Yeah. I think, yeah. Well, that's awesome. I mean, so you're doing three transactions a month. That's, you know, more than, you know, most full-time agents do. You know, very successful. So um, what kind of got you interested in the investing component? Like, was the, were you always interested in it since day one or did something kind of go off like at some point? Yeah, I didn't know anything about it. Like, you know, nothing about it. And then I think, you know, I think I started technically investing in real estate before I even knew I was just by, I think the last, um, I moved every two years, the last four houses. So like, and that really, every time I made some really good money in the sale of the property, and then we, you know, built a new construction, two years later, sold it, bought another new construction, two years later, sold it. 
Um, so that type of thing. And so that is probably like the best way to make money because you're really, especially in this market right now where you're, um, the equity in your house is growing so much because of the market conditions. So I, I kind of feel like I was investing in real estate before I even knew I was, you know, I just was honestly thinking we, our kids have some really high student debt. They went to private schools. So that's basically what made me decide, okay, let's sell this house. We'll put half of the money into the student loans and half the money to the next house. And then we did that again. And then the next time we did it, um, I'll, I'll tell that story, but what we did with it was a little different, the money that we made off of that house. But so then I, um, had a client who was house hacking. They were buying a duplex living in the other side. And then in two years, he bought another duplex, um, kept the, that one duplex and just, uh, you know, it was paying for itself and cash flowing like a thousand a month and bought a new duplex and lived in the other side. And so basically he had no mortgage. It was cash flowing like a thousand dollars a month. And I was like, oh, that is so awesome. Like, I wish I would have done that. We were just starting out, um, buying houses. And, um, then I also then met, I listed a fourplex and met two guys, their name were Pete and Sam, investors and they bought it and then they started buying more properties with me and I think they bought between their personal homes the next year or two like seven or eight homes in the next year with me and just being around them and seeing what they're doing and really them sharing what they're why they're doing it I got really excited about investing in real estate and I was like why am I not doing this so then and then also my business partner her and her husband were investing in properties and um so I think I was around a lot of people who were doing it and I just started to get that feeling like, wow, I'm really missing out here. I need to start looking for an investment property. So then I did, I started looking for investments and I offered on a few and didn't get them. And then one came up that was like one street over from where we live now. And I was really excited about it. It had like an acre and a half of land and, a, you know, lots of trees. And I don't, I don't know, I just fell in love with it and offered on it and got it. So that was my first property. And um, I, my goal was to get three properties in my first year of investing. So one year will be in May and I have three properties. So I, which I thought, no way am I going to be able to do this because the last two came at the last, you know, the last month or two, I didn't think I was going to make my goal, but. That's, that's phenomenal. You know, you're kind of like the, the exact case study that we look to feature for, for a lot of different reasons. Um, you know, that the whole, you know, pretense of our show is like most agents, especially successful ones help make their clients wealthy and they don't do so in the process. And, you know, you're kind of like why you're investing now, like you mentioned, had a lot to do with the fact that you were helping a client achieve these financial goals. You saw it and then you took action. So, as you saw this happening, meaning like your clients having success doing this, what were some, some of like the fears or the hesitations or the thoughts that kind of went through your mind that maybe told you maybe you shouldn't be doing this or prevented you from taking action right away? Or did you just jump right into it? Oh, yeah. I had a lot of fear because that initial down payment, 20% on an investment property was a big thing. And um it was scary because the way we financed the first one, um, like I said, we sold a house and we made some good money off of it. And I ended up buying the next house before selling this other house. I don't know if that makes sense, but um, 
And once we did sell our first, the house that we sold and moved, you know, we already moved into the other house. Um, I only put 10% down on the house we're living in now. Once we sold that other house, I used those, that money to pay for the down payment of the duplex. Cause I was like, okay, well, I can put 10% down on this house and I'll have some PMI. My payment will be a little bit higher, but maybe like $200 a month, right? If I only put 10% down beside instead of 20%. And then I use that other money to buy this duplex, which is cash flowing almost a thousand dollars a month. So I use the equity in my first house to pay for the duplex. And it's working for me a lot harder than it'd be working for me sitting in this house we're living in now. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's a good way to explain it, but great way to explain it. And I had a conversation with a really successful young agent and he was talking about, you know, should I buy a multifamily in this market where, you know, a lot of us think, Hey, the market's kind of high or whatever. And you know, what I think you're explaining and people have to think about is like, you put more down on the house you live in, you're paying down a rate of like 3% or 4% or maybe it's 5% now that rates have gone up a lot, but you're still paying down a very, very low interest rate thing. Yep. You're putting into an investment property and that's throwing off $1,000 a month that's indexed for inflation. So that $1,000 might be, you know, $1,100 next, next year. Um, right. So, um, so yeah, scary to use that money for uh, investment property. It's really scary. And, and it's scary to think, oh, I'm not, I don't have a 20% in, into this home that I'm living in now. That's even scary because you're just taught differently. You're taught pay it off, pay it off, you know, get, get out of debt. Um, but that money, that equity sitting there is just not working for you. Just take some of that equity and use it towards, you know, building your, your portfolio and getting some investments for retirement. You said you wanted to get three. You've already gotten three. And any like big hiccups along the way with getting those three, those three deals done? Um, so we are in the process right now. So I bought one in March. A client of mine passed away and the family approached me to sell it. And I was like, hey, I would love to buy it and fix it up how he planned on fixing it up. And um, so that one we're in the middle of flipping right now. Um, and that's been quite the quite the experience. And my husband's doing most of the work, you know, hiring out some of it. So that's definitely been an experience. And anybody who's done fixed up a property knows it's a lot of work, a lot of weekends. Uh, it's hard to do it on the night, on the evenings, because the dogs, we have dogs and it's hard to go over there every night. So, and that's been a challenge, just learning that whole process of fixing up a place and eventually selling it. And then the next one I just have under contract right now, and it'll be closing the end of May. Um, so no hiccup, hiccups on that one yet, but we're going to use that as an Airbnb. It's on like a little cottage on the lake. So really no hiccups, except I would say the duplex that we bought when I was like, oh, this is fantastic. It's on an acre. I love the country. You know, it's got all these trees. It's got a well and a septic. Um, now that I'm farther in on it, like we've had to take down a bunch of trees because of gypsy moths, mm -hmm. had some septic issues. Um, we ended up selling off part of that acreage because the garden area was so out of control and nobody could take care of it. So things going in me thinking, oh, this is such a fantastic property. Now 
that I've had to manage it for a year, I would get something a little easier, less land, less upkeep with a well and a septic, you know, so. The, the fact that you hesitated a little bit there when I said like things that have gone wrong, it's been, you know, pretty, pretty smooth going so far, which I think beyond putting up the capital, like you mentioned, is another fear that people have that there's going to be this like crazy thing that's going to happen. And again, you know, you had to pause there to even think for a second. You talked about getting three. You've got, you know, three that you're working on right now. What's your ultimate goal? Is it net worth? Is it passive amount of passive income? Like, where do you think that you want to take this in the next like five to 10 years? Yeah, I would love to generate enough passive income to, because eventually, I mean, you're, you're a realtor too, right? You have a team. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of every month you start over and every transaction you start over. I would eventually like to have enough income where I can not be so, so like, oh, I got to like keep generating business and keep generating business. I love real estate, but it's a lot of work and it's just tiring. Um, so eventually I would love to have enough properties to create passive income for retirement and eventually be able to help my kids buy a house and, you know, that type of thing. So definitely passive income all the way. And it just feels really good owning property. It feels exciting. Like it's, it's super exciting to me. Let's take a quick break from the episode. To get weekly video trainings and connect with other agent investors, join our free private Facebook group. Just go to joincamerancoaching.com and we'll add you to the group. We'd love to see you there. So do you know, have you thought about like, that means you have to add X amount more properties per year? Um, what, like, I know your goal is now to, to basically have that passive income grow, right? Mm -hmm. And your ability to have to kind of work 24 seven, a little bit on a hamster wheel as an agent to, to decrease. Do you know what it's going to take to get there at this point? No, no. Like I mentioned, I'm not a numbers person. So even, you know, I, I was listening to your podcast before and I don't really know what cap rate means. I know what return on investment means, but I don't know how to figure it out. I've, I've done it a few times just to figure it out, but I don't retain that information. So even just planning ahead saying, okay, I need this many properties and this much money. I'm just, I'm not like, <laughs> I'm just not great at that. Like I, the thing I would say to that um, is you don't really need to know a lot. Like you don't need to know cap rate. You don't need to know terminology. The, the biggest thing I would kind of think about for you is there's gotta be that number, that monthly number and whether that number is 10,000 a month, 20,000 a month, 5,000 a month, I don't know. You probably might know that number better than I would. Um, and I would reverse engineer it. And I would look and I would say, okay, you've got one that's producing $1,000 a month cash flow. Let's assume that that's the type of property that you want to own. How many of those do you need? And how can you pull it off financially within the time period that you want to do it in? Right. So, so if the, I mean, it's not more complicated than if you, if every one of them makes you a thousand a month, which is usually a pretty good number across the country for what a multifamily is going to make you 500, a thousand, 1500 a month. It's just a matter of how many of those do you need? And then how do you pull off the finances in order to kind of get there? So I was just curious if you kind of knew and you were working back, but I mean, you've got a lot going on and that kind of brings me to my next point. 
which is another reason why a lot of people don't do it. It's like, okay, you sold 30, 35, 40 houses, however many you sold, you don't even know you're so busy, right? You've got a, a property that you're managing, you're going to do an Airbnb. So my question to you, which is the, the thing I hear from a lot of agents, is like, how are you balancing all of this together? Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot right now because we do have that flip going and then I'm running around trying to buy furniture for the Airbnb that we want to get up and running by July. Um, and then our duplex, we're having to floor it, refloor it in like two weeks because we have a new tenant moving in, um, which is my mom. So, which is exciting. So yeah, we have a lot going on and real estate and I don't know how I'm managing it. I'm, I'm, I'm barely staying afloat. <laughs> Let's just say I really want to get this flip sold and off my plate and then I'll focus on the Airbnb and yeah, it's a lot, but I did, I didn't mention this to you, but I have with the duplex, I do have a business partner, 10% business partner and he's the numbers guy. And then the Airbnb, I do have a 50% partner and he's the numbers guy. So I've been really trying to align myself with people who know what they're doing, who are really, really excited about investing and are numbers people. So that's one thing I would suggest too for other agents wanting to get started. Maybe align yourself with somebody who is already doing this and has a lot of knowledge. So, yeah. So I've, I've got two partners and I'll just echo that statement. One of my partners is a construction guy. I know nothing about construction, nothing. People, I've done a lot in the investment world and people are always shocked at how little I know because I found a partner who knows construction. So I decided, hey, I'm only going to learn about construction what I need to know. And then my other partner is a CPA. So I couldn't echo that statement more. Um, nobody's going to be good at everything. So you need to surround yourself, you know, with people who can, you know, really augment what you do. And for most of us, like, we're never going to be good at that thing we're really bad at. So it's right. like, rather than trying to figure out how to get good at that thing we're really bad at, it's usually easier to add. It doesn't have to be a partner. It can be just a really good financial person or a really good lender or a really good construction person. They don't have to be partners, but you definitely need a team to invest um, for sure. Or somebody who knows what they're doing. And, and my husband's really, really good with construction. Like he can do just about anything. So that helps too. I know like he'll, he'll, he's managing all the repairs type thing. And then I have the other people for all the numbers. So, so the other thing that I heard, you know, when I asked the question about like, you know, how are you pulling it all off? Just going to kind of make a statement that, 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 you know, maybe, maybe it's not like going to be something that's super attractive to everybody. But um, at the end of the day, I've never seen anybody be super successful having like a, I'm going to work 30 or 40 hour a week mindset. And when I asked you the question, like how, how you're managing it, the answer was, you're really not. You're just like working a ton. Mm -hmm. And um, every successful person, especially people that have built up like a passive income, it's all been, hey, I'm going to grind it out as much as I can to build up this passive investment to one day be working less. So right. I know kind of like common sense that like, okay, you work really, really hard so that later you don't have to. But I think some of that gets, gets lost and, and, and you can read a lot or listen to a podcast where somebody says, oh, hey, like, you know, you can structure this so that, you know, you're only doing 20 hours a week and you're still, you know, getting this passive lifestyle. 
I can just say that didn't work for me. It doesn't sound like it worked for you. And I've never actually seen it happen in reality. So the answer to a lot of this stuff is like, if you want to invest and you're already a successful agent, like you may have to take on more than you're used to, to, to eventually be doing less. Um, But like you mentioned, you know, there's just so many, you know, benefits there. So you've got a thousand dollars a month coming in the flip you said, are you going to sell that or are you going to hold that too? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to sell it. I, it was a hard decision. I couldn't decide to hold it or flip it. And, um, I'm going to flip it. So, and I, I know I'll have some extra taxes and stuff because I'm not holding it for a year, but, um, with this Airbnb coming up, I'd rather have just a little more security with funds and, um, and then I'm going to look for another property. So, yeah, it's it's super exciting. Like you said, it's um, exciting building something for yourself and for your family. And um, it just feels really good. And then you're also, I feel like you're also helping people. There's not many houses in our market. There's more and more coming on the market now, it seems like. But still, this could be a great house for a family instead of me renting it. And, and honestly, it's a little bit older, so I don't want to deal with, you know, old house problems. Um but yeah, I think it's going to be a great little house for a family. Well, I think like when you're when you're doing investing, most people who invest fix and flip and hold. And it's like you're always having to make that choice between do I get more capital today or you know more long term benefit. And a lot of times you're taking the capital back to redeploy into other things. So it's like there's never like I, I feel like at least for for my business, I've never been able to do you know, just one or the other. I sell this, I'm going to get that, and then I'm going to deploy it here. So it's kind of like always like churning like one or one or the other. Um, and there was another thing that you mentioned that I think that if you're an agent, you know, you, you really need to think about, which is like taking advantage of the opportunities that are right in front of your face. And you mentioned that you walked into a house of a client who's selling, who probably didn't even think, let me sell direct to an investor. They probably just didn't know what made sense for them. You came in, you bought the house directly. And I see that so often where a lot of agents will go in to a house that a seller would probably rather sell direct. And then they go to list it, which is kind of, in the, in the case that you're talking about, a lot of times the client doesn't want that hassle and headache and stress and clean out of my property and get it ready. And we buy properties all the time from sellers that just would rather just walk away. They don't want to deal with the hassle. And a lot of times agents go in because they don't have that investor mindset. And that all they they think of is listing this home. And a lot of times like we'll go in after an agent advise somebody, hey, you got to put $30,000 into this house to get it ready for sale. And the sellers will say to us, but I don't want to do that. But my agent said I had to. And if you're an agent investor, somebody that you know can recognize that, you know, it can be an, an uh, it can be the right thing for your client and an opportunity for yourself, which is what, you know, again, if you're doing 30, 35, 40 deals a year, you're going to see a couple of those every single year. And if you're working with other investors that are buying homes, you're also going to see deals that your investors pass up that might work for you too. Right. Yep, exactly. And that that's what I did with that first or the flip house. Um, I told the sellers, you know, leave whatever you need to. It was a situation where the client of mine passed away in the family from way out of Massachusetts or something, way out of town. So it was just easier for them just to say, yes, here you go. 
<laughs> um, it worked out for everybody. And yeah, if you just keep your eyes open, be prepared, like have your finances in order, be prepared. You know, even if you have to take out some equity out of your house, but just have that ready to go so that when the opportunity comes along, you're ready to jump on it. What would you say to a person that was in a similar situation to you, um, has been engaged in a successful agent for a while, making a lot of money selling houses, but has never done any investing to date? Yeah, I would say I would wonder where what they're investing in, where they're putting their money. And I would say, you know, real estate is such a great investment. You know, they have the best opportunity as an agent to see homes first coming on the market to, like you said, listing homes that might be a better fit for the seller if you bought it for them. Like you have so much opportunity to be able to do this without without even like trying super hard, but just keeping your eyes open and being ready. And even just thinking about what a they've seen over the years, how much appreciation real estate has and, and how much rent is going up. And um, it's such a great way to invest your money. I would say, that, you know, to start thinking about it, you're really missing an opportunity. And that's what I felt like last year when I didn't have any properties, I was like, I am missing a huge opportunity. And people would talk about the houses they were buying and their investments. And I would start to get like, feel sick to my stomach. Like, why am I not doing this? This is crazy. So it was almost like, I think I need to start this because it really was making me sick. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, I think like um, the biggest thing that I always say to people is you don't even have to try that hard. That's the that's the thing I took kind of from what you said is like a lot of this stuff, you know, you're an agent, you know how to comp houses, you know how to find contractors, you know how to find a property manager, you know how to do loans, you come across deals by accident. All of these things you know, is why we started the podcast and really said like, Hey, unless you're an agent who just says like, I get what investing is and I, it's not for me. Um, I think it should be for most people because most agents at some point make at least a couple of their clients wealthy and, you know, why not have to be themselves too. So I want to thank you for, for jumping on today. A lot of great information. Um, if our clients ever want to reach out to you, or learn more about you, how can they find out more about you or, or reach out in any way? Okay, search me Terry Hoffert Realty and you should be able to find it on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, so. I, I just did a Google search and oh, good. you get a bunch of stuff coming up. So um, you'll be easy to hunt down if people okay. want. <laughs> yeah, I love following other agents and seeing what they're doing with their marketing and, and everything. So yeah, hit me up. I would love to chat. And if you have any questions about investing and getting started, I'm complete newbie, but um, I can tell you, you know, what I've done and how exciting it is to, to get on the side of it. Cool. All right. Thank you, Terry. I appreciate you coming on and uh, we'll be back again with another episode of the Asian Investor Podcast next week. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Agent Investor and especially thank you for sharing the show with other agents and reviewing the show on iTunes. Every time you share the show, you are potentially changing someone's life. To get weekly video trainings and connect with other agent investors, join our free private Facebook group. Just go to joincameroncoaching.com and we'll add you to the group. We'd love to see you there. And stay tuned for the next episode of Agent Investor.